Hello, everyone. This is Patriot Underground here. Now, before we start the show, I just want to say a quick word on behalf of Patriot Underground Gold and PatriotUndergroundSilver.com. You folks have heard me talk a lot about rolling over your 401k and your IRA into precious metals. We all know that the dollar is on its way out. De-dollarization is here. The BRICs are spearheading this effort. Now is the time to make these moves, folks. Click the link in the description and my team will contact you and explain how easy it is. And this will be the best financial decision you've ever made. I am not a financial analyst myself, but quite frankly, you don't have to be to see the direction that things are going in the world. We have a narrow opportunity to protect and secure the wealth that we've earned our entire lives. It's time to de-dollarize yourself and put your savings into precious metals. It's a no-brainer, folks. Click the link in the description, like I said, and you will be happy you did. All right, everybody, enjoy the show. Patriot out. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is February 5th, 2024. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. As always, I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So as you can see, folks, we have Carrie Cassidy with us. She is dubbed the queen of the whistleblowers for good reason. As I always say, she's had thousands of interviews. She is, uh, I think it's, is it 19 years now, Carrie, at the helm of Project Camelot? Yes. 19 years. And I think when we started, you were about 17 years in. So that just gives you an idea of how long Carrie and I have been doing interviews together. We've uh, certainly developed quite a good, uh, quite a great rapport, I would say. So uh, Carrie, uh, for those who don't know, I think everybody out there is pretty familiar with Carrie Cassidy, but she's an author. She wrote the great book, The Rebel Gene. She's an intuitive. She's a researcher. She is a world traveler. And really, by any metric, she is a giant in the truth movement. So it's always a pleasure to have Carrie on the show. Welcome, Carrie. It's great to see you. Oh, thank you. And uh, great to be here. And good to see you as well. As always, as always. I love our conversations. I thought that, uh, I mean, there's so many things we can get into tonight, but I thought it might be a good idea to just start with the Texas border, because you and I had been uh, texting behind the scenes some thoughts about that when this story kind of broke, but it took a little while for us to get together to have a show so we could talk about it. And I know you certainly have, uh, you know, you shared certain perspectives, but I want to get your sort of, you know, most up-to-date perspective on what's going on down there. So we had Greg Abbott and I think it was like 14 other Republican governors come out and they held a press conference and they basically said that only three people had crossed the border over the weekend. So they demonstrated that, you know, if you actually have a military presence there and you actually put troops on the border, it does work. Uh, but, you know, the question that I had really was what prompted Abbott to do this? And you and I had, like I said, we'd share some ideas about that behind the scenes. We know that he is deep state. We certainly know that he has a long history of being uh, in that camp, shall we say. So the question in my mind when I first heard this was, was this an effort to set up a false flag at the border to kind of cause this uh, these tensions to boil over, maybe put some some people in uh, MAGA gear and have them go kill a bunch of people over at the border? Is that what's going on? Is he taking his orders from the deep state? But then, uh, as you know, Trump came out and he signaled to all of the governors, especially the Republican ones, but certainly all the governors, that uh, it's his uh, opinion that everybody should send their troops, every state should send their troops to the border. So then that raises questions about, well, okay, is, is this a white hat move? Is this, is this a deep state move? Is Trump countering here? 
And uh, I thought maybe we could kind of begin there. Uh, we know that these these two plans are sort of parallel constructed. Both sides want a showdown. So give us your thoughts about what you think is happening at the border, uh, given the latest development since the last time that we spoke. OK, uh, well, I, I haven't really looked at the border just recently. Um, I, I'm <laughs> there's so many different areas that uh, I'm I'm actually trying to pursue information on and incoming as well. Uh, so it's it's been a really, um, I don't know, kind of a crazy week or so, week and a half. And I uh, have been trying to catch up on various people and what they're saying. Uh, I did post some stuff today to Telegram. And uh, just FYI, we're still having trouble with my website um, ever since they attacked it. Uh, when I did the interview with Jay Widener about the Kennedy assassination is when they took us down and they destroyed my website. We had to rebuild it from scratch. Um, and my webmaster at the same time is moving and he's not actually my current webmaster. I don't even have one, but he's the one who always saved my, um, <laughs> my site and my life. Uh, but, um, he has been inundated by his own job and, um, which he has another job. So it's been very difficult. I'm trying to interview people at the same time as keep up with everything that's going on. Uh, so That's totally fine. I, we don't have not to really, too, yeah, we don't have to really drill into it. I was just kind of thinking more in a macro sense. I mean, do you think that it's a, yes. you know, it's, it's sort of this building tension moment that there's sort of, I, I, I'd kind of theorize that they're staging something right now. It almost seems like well, they're staging something over the weekend. Uh, I think it was over the weekend. They, you know, the truckers arrived as everyone knows, and there was a very peaceful, uh, sort of get together demonstration that was, uh, there's a video out there, probably multiple videos at this point. Um, so showing that there is a very strong uh, support for, uh, you know, going back to, to having a decent border <laughs> and not letting all these um, people in, in our country. Yeah, we would settle for decent at this point. <laughs> yeah, but but the trouble is, though, that, um, you know, I. The things that I look at are not necessarily what other people look at. So I'm paying attention to things like not only comparing what I've seen of the future in my own dream visions, but also looking at what's going on south of the border and what's going on with why these people, you have to think about it because it's so many millions have been coming in. And I think they're coming in without even a thought in some cases, there is a, I th I call it a gray MK Ultra ET mind control impulse. And they did the same thing in 2016, in case you don't remember, uh, but not to this degree. And the border wasn't completely open at that point. So it was a little more logistically difficult. But nonetheless, we've got uh, the cartels down there. And that's, mm -hmm. I was just looking at somebody who, lives in the area was telling me, you know, the cartels are, are in bo on both sides of the border mm -hmm. and they have their own people in place to safeguard their intentions. And they are heavily involved in infiltrating our country at this time. So have been for, for quite some time. And of course, Arizona and Texas, right? Mm -hmm. So it, California, Arizona and Texas being the, the primary states, but 
they've also been distributed by bus, as you know, all over the country, even flights. So we're, we're really looking at a setup. And when I look at something like that, I'm looking at why are they doing this? What's the future gain? Okay. For these dark hats. And I know that the white hats are going to be sending them back across the border. Once Trump comes in to power in the public view. Now at the moment, he is definitely commander in chief behind the scenes and arguably president of the Republic, not of the, the U.S. corporation. He dissolved the U.S. corporation. Even Jan Halper Hayes and others have stated this is in the executive orders. And, you know, I am not a, a lawyer, so I can't tell you how legal all of that was. But that is what she is saying. She works for the Department of Defense um, as a contractor of some kind. So. When we're looking at that, you have to realize that there's a buildup happening here. And we also know that there is an extenuating circumstance that needs to put Trump in office sooner rather than later and not waiting till the November election. That seems, at least from my point of view at this moment, that's that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a major situation that's going to come up. And probably is going to blindside us to some degree. But I will say that it, it was interesting to me, the latest Juan Osavan Nino discussion. Juan is saying on Valentine's Day, there's going to be a huge release of some kind of information. Now, I hope it I hope it happens. But yeah, me too. what people don't realize you know, he's not up there lying for a living. Okay. That's not what he's doing. What's happening is we have a situation in which the enemy is multiple levels. And so are the white hats for that matter. So they're all operating, as they say, they call it 5d chess. So when one side makes a move, the other one gets prepared and makes a counter move. So what is going to counter move that he's announcing this to the public uh, so, of course, the dark, you know, the deep state is going to hear that and they're probably going to work to counter it in some form or fashion, whether it can be countered at all. I don't know. But I also know that we're kind of in this Cuban missile crisis type moment in our country that is also going to have to do with the international scene. And I also want to highlight one thing, which is this is something I've been aware of for quite some time. I'm not going to say the name of the person who is happens to be uh, another broadcaster that agrees with me on this. And even Nino is agreeing with me on part of this, which is that there is going to be an international incident. We we seem to think Mm -hmm. that is going to force Trump into the limelight, so to speak, (laughs) even though he's already kind of there. But in the sense of being the CIC and having the codes. And it's going to be some kind of so-called nuclear type standoff. However, it's important for people to realize that nuclear is has become like um, uh, a red flag word. It's not what it sounds like. So it's very possible that what we consider to be nuclear is going to be other weaponry. Okay, that it's going to be a standoff between completely different forms of weapons than we have even seen out there up to now, bringing forward the secret weapons. And I put a post today on my Telegram saying 
that this is even a situation in which people maybe aren't aware of this process that goes on between the two sides, but they want to see how much ammunition, how much, you know, um, support, how much of whatever the other side has. So what they do is they push the matter. It doesn't even matter literally if, cause it, it, it I, I don't know how others are seeing this, but the whole Iran, um, you know, the supposed attack on three U.S. troops that's supposed to happen in Jordan. Actually, those they were based in Syria. Seems Syria and Iraq have gotten wrapped into this story and Turkey has sent troops. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're hearing what's really going on over there. OK, yeah. um, the Houthis in you know, in Yemen are attacking our ships. They've been doing that for now, probably I don't know, two or three months. So what I'm I'm trying to paint a picture here. Putin also wanted to go into the Middle East and and create an ish incident. Um, I don't think it's happened yet, but it could easily be something where he he's going to do a um, I don't know what kind of nuke it'll be. It'll be the kind that doesn't kill people everywhere. It just it's very targeted. Like a tactical a neutron bomb type thing. I think they call it, but. My understanding is that our technologies are so far in advance and beyond nuclear that nuclear, even Camelot was told many, many years ago that any time in the news you heard the word nuclear, think E.T. That's what we were told. (laughs) And that sounds wild if you think about it. But what you have to do, you have to have a very fluid mind. You have to be willing to uh, change your, let's say, um, your peripheral vision, you have to bring that and and be able to, you know, kind of swivel around and look at everything simultaneously and not get stuck. Okay. And a lot of people do get stuck. They get stuck on, on sometimes really insane things like they'll target a particular broadcaster or they'll target, you know, um, certain things that are their kind of, uh, you know, issue with, with everything that's happening. But then when you do that, you lose sight of the bigger picture. You lose sight of the trajectory. That's why I made the um, I I, I wrote an article uh, and like my website's down. So I don't know if anyone can even see. I think you can go on to um, Brave, for example, and see my website. But it's an article basically saying the tale of two presidents. And then the whole story that Juan was weaving about the Kim Clement and two presidents being out there. So. We already know these things are true. And when you're in this, in, you're sitting from the point of view of a MAGA person who we have been following this blow by blow, if you will, yep. for ye- literally years now. And so, um, excuse me if I don't get so excited over one or other of these particular things. I kind of see anything could be explosive at any moment, but even if, if one of those things sort of uh, goes off, I don't think we're going to be in um, such a dire strait as we think we are. Um, I think cooler minds will prevail. I think a lot of this seems to be staging at the moment. Um, and the money going to Ukraine is absolutely just going down the drain. It's, it's, a, it's a false pretense. 
It's not helping anything. That war is over. Putin is doing whatever cleanup he wants to do. Um, but at some point, that area of the country is going or, or that country is going to have to sort of regroup and decide where it's at. And so I know I'm throwing a lot out. All no, it's at okay. Once That's You're setting the I, table. Want, I wanted to sort of lay the playing field yeah. out the where I'm seeing it, where yeah. I'm not seeing any particular hot point at this exact moment. I am seeing some, some boiling points. I'm seeing that the British, for example, are getting much more involved in the Middle East right now than they have, at least in, in terms of the press. Okay. So there's more movement. There's more push from the British for some reason. And that may go back. I, I just interviewed uh, this former BBC reporter, Tony Gosling. I was just exporting that, that show to put up online on my Rumble sh channel. And it's interesting because his point of view is how what the push coming from Britain is and how this goes back to the days of Lawrence of Arabia. And we see the Middle East as having very clear lines, you know, borders. But the bottom line here is that these are Bedouin peoples. They all come from a, a very different kind of past. It's not so much a border issue as we think it might be. Okay. So we're looking at, you might say, a territorialism. We're looking at a different philosophy of life. And we're also looking at religious differences uh, behind the scenes and the AI as well. And AI is actually, in my mind, it's much more front and center than most people give it credit for, even in this situation. So at any day, one of these boiling points could boil over, but they could also do it all at once. And that is also what we were told way back in the day by Henry Deacon, one of our, our main whistleblowers, like 18, 19 years ago, saying when it happens, when this happens with the you know breakdown of the United States and the money thing and the whole everything in the world, he said, it's all going to happen at once. That's how they want to do it. So, so, so I think, you know, if you just like cool out and I understand people have made, you know, they're making their stand. They're, they're standing on the border. That's nothing wrong with that. Right. That's, mm -hmm. that's a, a, an all American kind of thing to do. But at the same time, we have to keep in mind that these are human beings we're dealing with. All right. And yes, military guys, and those have to be sort of partitioned off from all the women and children that are there accompanying the men, right? Mm -hmm. And even on their own. So what is it down south and south of the border? Again, it's a gray ET abduction program that has gone on for many years that is now highly successful. These children are all growing up. They're in their teens, they're in their 20s, and there's older versions as well. Mm -hmm. This changes the trajectory. So it's not quite as cut and dried as it looks. And that's why I also wrote my recent article about that it was both sides, the end game for both sides. Because if you don't look at their long-term goals, you're not going to understand the decisions that get made now. And that goes for the White Hats. So oh, I can drill down on any area that you want. Um, I do have this piece of information. I don't know if you heard that I put it out there. 
I have a, a new sort of, I don't know what you want to call it, whistleblower source behind the scenes that is talking about how the White Hats were involved in 9-11, shooting really? a missile into the Pentagon. Have you heard my story here? I've not, no. Okay, so this is a, an interest, you know, in the midst of all this mayhem, I have this very quiet whistleblower type person who he's not the source. The source, as I've just found out, has passed on. However, he has family left on the planet, and we want to be very careful as to the safety of his family. But at the time, this the, the real source, who was a, a very high-level military man, was a white hat, was involved with understanding what was going on during 9-11 and what the white hats were doing. So what the white hats did at that point Apparently, they were, first of all, they wanted to kill or take out uh, George Bush, the younger George at the time, but didn't, it didn't work out. But one thing they did do was shoot a missile into the Pentagon, which is to pierce the, the Pentagon is the five-sided pentacle, okay, in, a, if, in the occult. So it was a way of saying, no, we're stopping you. And that the dark side had a list of targets that they were planning to hit. That move by the White Hats, apparently, according to the source, stopped uh, 9-11 in, in midstream, so to speak, so that everything that was planned for 9-11 didn't actually happen. They didn't get all their targets. And I had heard that before about the targets. I'd never heard that the missile was shot by the White Hats. And it went into the side of the pen pentagram the pentagon and it also went into this area where they had a lot of files i believe what really happened is maybe not a lot of destruction on the inside it, or that was more for show and tell but basically gave them a chance to go gather up all that intelligence out of the pentagon at the time you know a little like january 6 where they got pelosi's laptop so under the cover of, of mayhem and distraction, you, you know, real things are going on that we're not party to necessarily. So wow. when you look at this piece and you take the Kennedy assassination, and I've also done a whole review of the remote viewing of the Kennedy assassination that in no way supports Jay Widener's premise of his latest film that I interviewed him about. For, you know, now you have to, how do you think about that? So we can talk about that in more detail. I don't, you know, I don't want to jump too far along here. So what would you like to talk about? Okay. No, I was just fascinated. I hadn't heard that uh, <laughs> intel about, about 9-11. So the White Hats gave the order then to to strike the Pentagon as the other attacks were, were underway. Is that, is that? Yeah, to stop what was coming next. Stop now, it. we don't know what the other targets were because apparently that stopped them. And it was the kind of shot across the bow, at least according to this uh, very high level military man, which basically said, you know, if you're going to do that, we're going to do this. And this thing is going to escalate. And when you get to that point, it's kind of like go back to the, you know, to the Godfather and understand that you kill one of ours. We kill one of yours and you, we go like that to a certain extent. And at a certain point, you just have to stop. OK, mm. so that was the stop. This is according, again, to the, I, I, I'm not sure, you know, I could tell you his title, but I don't, 
I also, like I say, I want to be very, very careful. No, that's okay. I understand. I understand that. Wow, that's fascinating. All right. Well, before we kind of branched into that, I was going to ask you about, you know, just kind of segueing off of the border into sort of some broader territory here. But I, I did think it was very interesting that Trump said 100% that he thought that we were going to have an attack, uh, a terrorist attack, as he called it. And he also said that it could be very likely the result of these Chinese uh, military age men that are coming across the border. It's like he made a direct reference to what we've been talking about now for such a long time. And then at the same time, we also heard the news out of China that Evergrande is tanking. Their economy is going down with it. We know that China is a very, very complex subject because there are multiple different factions. We know there are the Chinese patriots. There are the, the dragon families. We And then, of course, there's the CCP and other factions, of course, uh, that that all kind of uh, filter in and out of those main groups. Um, but I, I thought that was very interesting that Trump is uh, like you, you mentioned staging. I mentioned staging. We talked about the border seemingly to uh, kind of set the stage for this showdown with the CCP. And I've long theorized that Xi Jinping is working with the White Hats behind the scenes. I know that there was a Q drop to that effect. I don't remember the number. Uh, but Q asked, you know, what if what if Russia and China and well, we're actually working behind the scenes with POTUS to to take down the deep state? And there have been other other uh, things that have contributed, like Trump's uh, dinner in the Forbidden City, his unprecedented invitation there. He had a seemingly very tight relationship with Xi. And of course, to add another layer on top of that, there's also Taiwan. And I've I've thought for a long time that Taiwan is going to get kinetic at a certain point for a lot of the same reasons that we have seen that type of action in Ukraine, the bio labs, the underground tunnels, the uh, all the nefarious activity going on there. So I thought maybe if you could speak on that, you know, maybe Trump's comments, what you how you view China, how you view President Xi, what you think is going to happen with Taiwan, the Pacific Rim, anything sort of in that category geopolitically. And then maybe we could segue uh, into another topic. I certainly want to get into A.I., I wanted to get into that um, the Mike Gill uh, death uh, that I you actually p- uh, posted something very interesting about that. So we'll go in different directions, but I just wanted okay, to. Okay, get- good. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, let me say this um, now. What? Okay. Putin. A lot of people they want to think that this alliance is these guys are suddenly on Trump's side or our side, right? But I don't see it like that. So let's let's analyze that a little bit. These players are not going to do anything against their own self-interest. Let's let's get that down right away. Okay, so their country's self-interest, if you will. So they're leaders of countries Uh, on the one hand. The other is that they have their own opposition within their own countries. So Mm -hmm. they can't just go off and, you know, make some unilateral decision that isn't going to put them and maybe even, you know, sort of. There's never a one man standing by himself. If he does something, it jeopardizes everyone around him who's in his team. Right. Right. Just like Trump and Trump and the White Hats. They're a team. So when you're looking at this and you're looking at good inroads that Trump has made and Trump being the a very mutable, but a showman, a a peacemaker, um, a negotiator more than anything. Okay, so he knows how to negotiate. And find those things of like, you know, that we have in common over all the things we don't agree on. Okay, so I think that's important. Now, some of these people, they could even give a heads up, if you will. So it's not that they will stop what they're planning, Mm -hmm. 
but they may give you a warning and Trump and his white hats might get the warning, let's say before the enemy, the dark side, depending on which side that particular person or, or group is in, on. And it's kind of like, again, each country, if you want to think about it like this, is also being interfered with a lot of them by various visiting ET races. Okay. And that's also having to do with uh, in races in, in, in earth. Um, because I know that the white hats have been supported by a particular race from inner earth is my understanding, some communication there. Um, and I believe that Melania, Mark Richards has said she is actually in touch and she is a conduit for Trump to a, to an ET race. Now, Trump himself is going to have his own links in his background and his lineage. And certainly <laughs> it seems like he has a link to the lion being what I would call, the, you know, lion beings or Leonid or, you know, that area, the, the galaxies um, who keep actually stand much further back. From what I understand, they're not uh, they're not as involved as, let's say, the Anunnaki, the um, insectoids and other kinds of beings that no one wants to talk about. Right. Oh, I've, and, I've talked example, about them plenty of times on. A, I mean, I haven't really gotten too much into, like, I guess, the exopolitics angle, but I've certainly in the past I've talked extensively about it. So, you know, we yeah, can I'm not it. saying you, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm talking about other broadcasters. So okay. so but I'm just saying that that. Unfortunately, Juan seems to think that if I bring those subjects up, that it muddies the waters too much and people can't think clearly. I don't see it like that. Okay, I see that we have to have the long view because they have the long view. The enemy has the long view. So we need to to realize the um, the uh, infiltration, I guess, that's happening to various leadership areas of countries and. I think it was a lot less back in, let's say, when they assassinated President John F. Kennedy than it is now. Now, the inroads that have been made, the interference in our lives is much more paramount and front and center. And I think some of the things that the even the deep state are doing is to, to signal that. OK, and I think it's only going to get more intense uh, the further down this road we go. But. It's like a backdrop. So just keep it in the back of your mind. You don't have to have it front and center because they're not front and center in our consciousness that much at this time, but they're going to be. So let's keep that in mind. That means that these countries and even the leaders who at this time may be sympathetic to Trump and our cause are not going to necessarily stay on our side because of their e the ET influence that's influencing their rank and file and possibly leaders that may come after them, like after they die. So now on that subject of ETs, though, we do have positive ETs that are helping us, correct? Yes. We, that's long been my and that's what I was pointing to with, with Melania again. However, uh, the, the trouble is also in how humans think about positive and negative. And this is what it kind of I was getting to is this idea, again, the ETs are like, you know, um, Putin and Xi. They're not going to go against their own self-interest. And we have 
interesting video that is going to come out on farsight.org, uh, farsightprime.org, Courtney Brown's remote viewers are now talking about what I, I agree is a good word for it, the collaborators, meaning the human collaborators with the various ET races that are interfering with our present situation here on earth and could also tip the scales one way or another. So to get back to this is when I look at Xi and I look at Putin, I don't see them as isolated figures. I see them as uh, complex, as maybe torn between one scenario and another, and that their uh, sort of um, point of view, their plans, for example, depending on the changing landscape we see out there, they could also pull the trigger at any moment to turn a situation from being fairly benign into an incident, into something where it draws all the world's attention. So such as, more mo- I'm sorry, go ahead. go ahead. Such as the, you know, we have ships off the coast of Taiwan. Okay. And China doesn't like that. Um, they have have put missiles into Cuba, as I've mentioned many times. That also is, you know, in the past, it was a huge issue with our country. At this point, nobody, you know, everyone's oblivious to it. But I think it's it's worth noting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so what we're looking at is a playing field that's not as simple as, you know, those even the you know, there's a lot of um, airy fairy E.T beings that are communicating with certain i guess um what do you call it uh the these groups uh alternative groups that want to believe in everything's going to be beautiful and hearts and flowers right for their future so those people are easily misled i just think you have to be really careful and be aware that be an adult in other words don't be a child and don't be worshiping these various things and that includes the reptilians who run the catholic church okay and who arguably the 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 god of the israelis is a vindictive god this is not god this is a reptilian to be honest um i happen to know the hopis worship the, a reptilian i mean <laughs> This is, you know, we what's happening is the veils are being removed and we're basically seeing who's motivating these groups and individuals behind the scene. And a lot of them are being influenced by Draco reptilian gray factions that are also run, it appears, by A.I., And this is maybe too much for most people to take on board. But if you start going down that road and you need to, then you're going to realize that we're in a whole different ballgame. This is, you know, this even goes beyond 5D chess. And thinking that Trump is going to come to trial in a few, you know, weeks or months or whenever that is, God seems like forever. uh, And sorry. The trial dates, uh, the start date, I think. 28th of February or something. I think it got it was supposed to be, I think, March 4th. And then it got delayed because of the, you know, the ongoing appeal process and all that. So who knows when it's actually going to begin. Okay, so but you see what I'm saying? We are not we can't wait for these courtrooms that are already completely compromised anyway. This is the problem. And I let me just just a tiny address a tiny thing. And, and if I'm getting off track, then you can pull me back after this. I just okay. want to say one thing. Okay. 
But even for those that don't understand that JFK Jr. is highly influential behind the scenes with Trump in the decisions white hats make, okay, regardless of who you think he is, he also was trained as a lawyer. There is an effort, if you haven't noticed it, it's like a through line in the white hat behavior is to try to keep things um, in the legal, legal, what's legal, okay? Even law of war manual, Department of Defense law of war, you know, he's talking about, you know, stand down for a year. To me, that is insane. That is basically the new world order telling any invaded country to stand down for a year while they're being invaded and do nothing is just insanity, okay? And why would you listen to the enemy on that? So this is in the law of war manual and they did it. They stood down at least ostensibly. Yeah. Now behind the scenes, this is another thing that I brought up many times, but cog was, was actually activated. What they did do is they assigned JFK Jr. VP. Okay. Then they, they assigned all the different players for these jobs in the uh, sort of presidential sweet and and to do with uh, our military and everything that would be basically replacing the current government, the Biden show, as I call it, with all these players who were supposed to be stepping down, but actually were just moved into like laterally to, uh, you know, um, horizontally to another job, which is COG. Okay. And that they're already there. They have not been just sitting around twiddling their thumbs you know during this time they have been active and there's reason to believe that if any of the tribunal information that we're getting a drip feed from places like the real police chief and other places is true even a part of it is true then they're acting on military law to go after and and actually capture these enemies of the state so that they're not just running wild and taking over our government, even though it looks like it. Again, when you've got a situation here where it's kind of like, um, you know, like in a masquerade and everyone has a different mask. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And none of them are their real faces. Yeah. It's 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 we're kind of like that. We're going through a period of time in our history when all these deceptions, not only is there more deception, but there's more revealing of the de- deception. Right. So that gets people's heads spinning in a really huge way. So yeah. don't fall for this stuff. Realize that if Putin does act, he's probably going to consult Trump to some degree. They've developed some kind of relationship called the alliance, whatever you want. But there's not going to be a hard, fast rule that he's going to align himself with any more than Xi would. Again, it's going to have to do with the moving targets on the ground and what takes precedence at any given time. And I do think we're working. I mean, it, it seems at least on the world stage that we are coming to sort of, I said, like a pinnacle moment when things are going to either tilt one way or they're going to tilt the other. And, That's what it seems to me. Now, when is that going to happen? Number one, I think it has to happen before the election. I think the election is a joke. 
I think it's still a joke. I think anyone can see and see I, a lot of people don't maybe agree with this, but as far as I'm concerned, the primaries are already an indication that there's going to be nefariousness going on in the election of any election, because you it, it's not to say that Trump isn't winning like, of course, he would. But. Why would they let that happen, even in a primary? They'd never done it before. So what's going on there? What kind of game? See, it's a game. And what kind of game is being played there to mislead the people? And then they're putting out, you know, Nino had on his show some kind of uh, a picture where they are actually saying Biden's winning the vote so far and in their polls, which is laughable. I mean, first of all, the guy's dead. Oh, it's an, it's all whoever's in his place, the actors and what. And and Juan just said, like, there were four Bidens operational at this time, which he said, actually, in the past um, and can't climb up or down, a, a, you know, stairs. I mean, can't can't get a a single sentence out without making mistakes, mm-hmm. even saying at one point that Trump is I think he said was president um, like the he guy. Is, yeah, his he, brain he said is not Trump even, was sitting president. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's his brain is not there now. How many? How, I mean, doesn't that on, make you wonder, crash? though, if he's, if he's being prompted by the White Hats? I mean, you know, everyone presumes that no. he's under control of the deep state, but he's doing so much to make him to make them all look. I, make no, because scared. I think that that's the reality. I think, you know, it's very difficult job. <laughs> the pressure must be intense, even on an actor. You know, to do and say the right thing and not to. What of this know, seems like it's intentional, brain. though. It just seems like it's intentional to it's me. Under anyway, mind just, control. In, in the end, you can. You know, look. Yeah. What What do you think? I, I was just actually. This gets into the remote viewers that I was talking about. Remote viewers, the best on the planet, arguably. Okay, who have actually worked even for the military. Dick Algier and Daz Smith. I've interviewed both of them in the past. They have they did a remote viewing of the Kennedy assassination and they saw at least two shooters operational. okay, and Mm -hmm. that he died. In fact, one of them actually saw him being happy that he was killed now (laughs) that he was released from earthly life. okay. so what is all this story we have about a possible clone and him living to be an old man and just dying recently? And then Jay Widener's thing with the squib and so and so. In other words, what we're looking at is could be remote viewers, just as this Biden clone or Biden double or any other leader, for that matter, being temporarily taken offline or made to be insane. You can shoot a wet, um, it can be electromagnetic, it could be something else, some other even technology we're not familiar with that can basically kind of take the place of your mind. It can also be a walk-in from a, from a reptilian temporarily, or it could be, you know, another kind of ET, or it could just be AI, basically causing the being to have like a glitch in their head, right? A glitch in their mind to where they will go along with a party line or they'll say something completely off. Safeguarding your brain against MK Ultra type mind control, all the different techniques they have now. Think back to the Nazis. They've been doing this for a very long time. 
I wonder Targeted if the white hats individuals, can be anyone can be attacked in this. I way. wonder if the white hats are using that on uh, on fake Biden to make him, you know, to, to make him. That's do my point. Things. Okay. That's all right. My point. That's interesting. All right. But that particular individual is being hit from both sides. Mm. Can't you get wrap your mind around this? This yeah. is a sophisticated game. You don't even know who you're talking to at any given moment. There will be some individuals who have the right amount of protection and can hold themselves um, immune in a sense. And there are among us, many of us, some of us who are slightly immune from those weaponry. Okay. But mm -hmm. not maybe completely. Maybe there's some vulnerability. Usually they target a vulnerability, right? It's like a consciousness weapon or something. Is that? Yeah. What you describe but it? it's, like, it's, hey. it's, but it's, it's not even that difficult. I mean, I can tell you that when I'm on the air, like with you, okay, I was on the air Two two of my shows uh, got decimated last week. <laughs> One with I saw ML. the one with ML, but you, you, you just carried it and you turned it into your own show. That was great. Oh, well, that was different. Yeah. But nonetheless, they did shoot him down. I mean, they took they took him off the Internet and they've done that actually before a long time ago. They did that before anyway, but they did that. OK, so that show couldn't happen with him. He was completely off the air. And then the other thing that happened was with Tony Gosling. He had a cell phone. He was doing the show on his, and he said that he had 40 percent charge and it went down to zero. He mentioned King Charles. OK, Oh. And boom, he was gone. When was that? And a couple of days he, ago? Yeah, like, you know, last week, just a couple of days ago. So and and I've just, I told you, I'm just editing it to release it, you know, to put it out there. I'm just the reason I'm bringing these things up is that in real time, they are watching us, especially the ones that are on sort of in the public eye, let's say. And I also know that, like, let's say when I'm talking they have they have also targeted my throat chakra. They have they try to get you so like you you know in the times when you can't think of a word but you know that word so well. Yeah. That's what that's what you're doing. You're fighting waves of mind control that's headed at you. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is what goes on. I've so, experienced that myself a lot. Just unexplained brain fog out of nowhere, you know, and it just, you know, I can't seem to put two two thoughts together. It's it's, it's really bizarre. No, and like, say you were thinking of going, like, say say you were thinking, um, okay, I have to go to the store and I have to get thus, thus, and thus, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like in five minutes, you're not going to the store at all. You're going to do something else, <laughs> you know, because you don't even know why you're doing that. In other words, a redirect happening mm. and they ha they're experts at also group mind control so keep that in mind for maga keep that in mind for the border at the south um and god knows what's going on over in canada because that place is a real you know minefield right oh, oh yeah they've been tra training chinese troops up there for ages uh texas as far as i know has also been training troops that look Chinese, but might might not be Chinese, might be sympathetic to our cause to mix in with the current invaders. So I, I just think you need to keep your mind, you know, don't don't get linear about this. It's not a linear fight. I got you. Well, let's let's pivot a little bit into AI, because I know this is a really it's an area of interest for you. We said we were going to get into this and, uh, you know, Last time we did a show, I think it was you 
and Gene together on the show with me. And you know, we did the round table and it was it was a really popular show as as it usually is, and for good reason. And then uh we saw Cliff High came out and you know, he kind of did like a hit piece on you and Gene. And uh, you know, I've actually I've invited Cliff on the show before. I've actually spoken to him, you know, uh through email behind the scenes. He's always been very kind to me, but he's never actually you know, he said it initially he, he was interested, but never actually came on the show. But that's anyway, side note. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you about this because not not to create an issue between you and Cliff High, but really to kind of get at why there seemed to be and, and, and uh, Jay also kind of seemed to mirror a lot of the things uh, that Cliff was saying about AI, this one narrative, almost as if like, you know, if, if an individual was going to go to school and, and learn computer science and programming, they were going to go into the field of AI. These are the types of things that they would learn versus what you and Gene are talking about, which clearly uh, is not publicly available information. So I thought, you know, I'd give you an opportunity to maybe just, you know, touch upon that a little bit here and and maybe, uh, you know, broaden the scope of the conversation and explain a little bit more to the audience uh, what what these individuals are missing and uh, why it's so important in your view to to see it from a different angle as far as AI as a whole. Um, well, first of all, they haven't spent, uh, you know, five years interviewing Captain Mark Richards, and he worked in the secret space program. He was brought up in it practically. His father and his grandfather, his grandfather worked with Tesla. Um, and apparently, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get back up there to do another interview with him, but it's been logistically quite difficult. Um, so, that may still happen. But the thing is that because I was dealing with this long before this and I was getting information from more than one whistleblower on this subject, we also have a, a, a whistleblower back in the day. This goes back, I don't know, 15 years ago called Jake Simpson. Simpson. And uh, you can go back and read what he had to say about AI. In other words, what happens though is if also because I inter, I um, in, investigated the Nazca alien story, and that shows you that AI was operational on our planet going back arguably at least 2,000 years and probably much, much beyond that. So that this black goo, by the way, is also supposed to be sentient, and it's been here for eons and eons. So there is a reason to believe that AI is not only, um, I think the word is sentient, uh, it's conscious, and that our AI, our efforts to, let's say, reverse engineer and create our own AI is just, according to Mark Richards, again, is any spacefaring race will create an AI to go into outer space as part of what they do. The thing about AI that's very clear to me is that if you try to create an AI, you're going to reverse engineer it, yes, but it's also going to start as a mirror of you. So AI is the mirror. And when you're thinking about anything right now, if you can't see beyond the materialistic level, this is the problem I see with so-called programmers. They work in a data stream that they type into a computer. It's a very like um, remedial, let's say, or old fashioned or whatever you want to call it. When AI is actually 
something that has come to the planet from outer space, from other civilizations. For example, Mark Richards uh, was in, in contact with and flew a, a plane. It's not a plane, but it's a craft uh, called Minerva, who has was left behind by her civilization eons ago and had been traveling the galaxy, ended up here, I guess, on Earth or near Earth and and got in contact with Mark. Even David Adair is arguably, and he said this, in touch with an AI, an off-planet AI that happened when he you know, with Curtis LeMay took him down into a base and he put his hands on, on the, on the craft um, and activated it. Uh, back in those days, you know, some people like to question David Adair. The guy is really amazing. Let me tell you that. And I can say that if you don't believe me, maybe you'll believe this back in the day and this goes back to even um early days before camelot i think was even in operation stephen greer was doing his disclosure project or whatever he called it and he wrote a book with a lot of testimonies in it and he also held a conference in washington dc he invited all the major whistleblowers that he had been in touch with at that time to do testimony to, I don't know who they testified to. I, I, I don't, I didn't follow it too closely, but what happened was David Adair was one of the witnesses that's, that was brought over. He was flown in, he was put in a hotel room and all of the other witnesses were allowed to talk to the public, whatever level of the public, whether it was Congress or whatever, except David Adair. And he was kept under guard and he was not allowed to leave the hotel room and he never got to testify. Hmm. Now, you have to say to yourself, why not? OK, what does this guy know that all these other very useful, good, some of those whistleblowers became Camelot whistleblowers later in the day and so on and so forth. Um, but not not David Adair. So eventually he did start talking on the circuit on his own and so on and so forth. But it, you've got to keep in mind what they allow you to hear. And even now, David Adair will not come forward at this time um, that much. He's not uh, responded to my, um, you know, invitations, constant invitations. I've got, you know, even lots of other people who bring me information and then they won't go public. Okay. So it, it's kind of a, you know, it's, it's frustrating because I have so much information and, so what can I tell you? You know, some people are stuck. That's what I was sort of started out this conversation saying. And I'm also noticing that with the people that are there are certain people that are trying to attack me right now. Right. And they're attacking other key, you know, broadcasters, let's say. And what I notice about them is, one, they obviously are, you know, stuck. Their brains are stuck. They're stuck in some state of anger that they just they want to, they want like blood or something. They want somebody's head on a platter. They want to prove that everyone's lying to them, you know, all this kind of thing. This is not where this should be going. Okay. What you need to do is you need to discern truth from falsity, see what resonates and allow other people to make their own minds up without going around attacking people. So what that. I'm noticing is there's a very negative, this is a very negatively oriented impulse. 
And maybe that person is a frustrated cop or something, you know, and there's several of them out there. There are, you know, not just one. And they've been, you know, some have surfaced in the past and so on and so forth. But it's very interesting when someone dedicates all their time to wanting to take down someone else, you know. I agree. It's, it's, I agree. It's, there's something really suspicious about that. And even one might say, likely mind control, likely MK Ultra, likely working for the deep state, whether they know it or they don't. You think a lot of individuals in our community, or let's just say maybe some individuals in our community are being, you know, you mentioned these weapons that can influence an individual. Do you think that they're using that on personalities in our community? Is there any... Uh, yes, I do. And I, I think I think consequently, we have to watch, you know, we can watch out for each other in a good way in that sense. Right. Mm -hmm. So when somebody starts diverting from the party line or whatever of their particular group. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of interesting in this uh, Jay Widener thing, because he suddenly thinks he's got a, an answer for something that was had no shooters. And just a squib, okay? That it was faked. The whole thing was faked. Mm -hmm. He's convinced of it. I mean, you cannot argue with him about that. Uh, now, you guys had a pretty testy conversation. <laughs> the last, uh, uh, it was. Well, on, yeah, on but that, week, I think, I think yeah. that was that wasn't really about you know Kennedy because I can take or leave his his idea. I had him on my show. We, we yeah, that was actually more about AI, as I recall it. Um. Yeah. Our our issue was AI because. Yeah. I think these I think people's brains are freezing. I, I think they can only go to a certain point and then their egos get involved. I think when you're a techie uh, or of any kind, a lot of these people, I notice they don't want to entertain their brains kind of stop. It's a, it's it's actually materialism. Materialism is Satanism. If you don't understand that. So in the end of the day, the flat earth is a materialistic way of looking at our planet and how we interact with other planets out there. And when you follow the trail of these things, what you're going to find out is they're all about materialism. Like he was going, show me the evidence. Did you give him a lie detector test? And I'm like, are you mad? Like, was he born yesterday? Does he not know that military people are given, you know, all the techniques to fake a lie detector, you know, test out. Mm -hmm. um, and then he's telling me, he believes I'm not going to say the person's name because they actually tried to get my YouTube um, channel removed back in the day. This is years and years ago. Oh, I know who you're talking. But they about. were on trial yeah. and he believes what they said on trial. And I'm like, how many CIA assets, agents, et cetera? What would you say to somebody? Like, oh, well, I have to go on trial. They're going to sue me and say that I was lying about the secret space program and all the things I spent the last 10 years talking about. OK, so, yeah, go on trial lie about it. Just agree with them. Say you were lying. They'll let you off with some, you know, monetary thing or whatever. You know, you're not going to get in. You're not going to be thrown in jail for lying. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, they this seem to make talking about. they seem to be uh, from what I, from what I'm understanding is they're trying to argue that, you know, it's just a data set and that the, that these that AI doesn't actually gain any kind of sentience or consciousness or anything. It, it's it's a very, I think, uh, like I said, just kind of a mainstream, a mainstream portrayal of what AI is as opposed to what it really is. 
Right. Uh, you know, and I'm not certainly an expert. I'm a, I'm a researcher. I'm learning on the subject. But it seems to me like it's fairly obvious and intuitive that what's presented to the public is not the full truth as far as AI is concerned, bare minimum. Uh, can, I mean, if you yeah. So presenting that to people who are in the truth movement, I, I don't really think is all that convincing. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I, I think that they're great as far as uh, their knowledge and their fields. But I kind of wonder how there could be all of this conversation about AI going so far and above beyond, you know, what the way that they're portraying it from so many different sources. It's kind of like, you know, the question about the, you know, the UFO question for years, people thought it was a conspiracy, but at a certain point, I mean, how many photos do you have to see? How much evidence do you have to see before you start to become persuaded that, wait a second, this can't all be being fake. This can't all be made up. It's not like all of these thousands of different people are coming forward with this information that's aligned. And then, you know, it just to me, it just seems very obvious that there's something else going on. And that's, I think, obviously one of the reasons, one of the many reasons people gravitate to you to get that information. Now, I mentioned I wanted to get your thoughts on. Well, can I say one thing? Sure, sure. Your yeah. thought, but um, I just want to say one thing. Keep in mind that these people, uh, especially this particular type, wants to seem in control of their reality. Okay. I've yeah. met this type before. That's a good so, point. and even when I was younger in certain incidences, uh, certain people that would even go uh, take drugs would start freaking out because they weren't in control the way they wanted to be. Yeah. So when people are control freaks, their minds tend to freeze up. They cannot go into a spiritual alternate reality. They're stuck this is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. In this time we're living in, your brain has got to be able to jump over these hurdles and to go, if you will, all the way back to source and envision if you were source and all the possibilities therein. Okay. And someone like Elon Musk, not the greatest, most honest person I ever met, but at least he's willing to consider other points of view, okay? He alternate realities, alternate explanations, um, you know, and so it's if you can't make that leap, and this is on almost every level right now. See, that's when you say that we're in a spiritual war, that's actually a spiritual war. The spiritual yeah. war is about those who are stuck like their feet are stuck in the mud of materialism. That's Satanism. Okay. If you can't get up and out and your mind can't take flight and get beyond this reality and you can't, for example, you can't remote view, you can't be psychic. You can't see accurately out beyond the here and now what you think is the here and now, right? accurately i'm talking in other words you can test yourself to see how stuck you are if you're really really stuck at this time going forward into the future you're going to get even more stuck you're going to be you're going to actually probably you know fall by the wayside you cannot go you cannot certainly ascend if you even want to broach that subject oh yeah in other words we have to be able to take on these other realities and to realize that we can get messages. Yes. From God. Okay. Mm -hmm. Even though it's not a man in the sky with his little notebook and patting you on the head every day and so, and so, and, and encouraging you to drink blood. 
Uh, you know, this is the kind of thing that people need to start doing. You need to look at what you're being encouraged to believe, and then you need to, to actually go out beyond belief. So belief doesn't help, right? In fact, it's an, it's an impediment. It's better to have an open mind to go into this moving, shifting reality. And I would suggest... I think you could that, have both. Just that, that the know, X factor, that the uh, that in the in the end, the one who is going to really win this game on planet Earth, are going to be the ones that can go out beyond and see beyond the material reality. Mm. If you can't imagine that someone has a heart, if you can't imagine that they could go beyond and do something um, godlike, let's say even though they're they're just what you consider to be an ordinary person. You know, these, I'm just saying, this is a time when we are going to witness um, that this reality is breaking down, that, mm-hmm. that we're part of multiple realities, and that we're going to have to take that on board and really understand it on a much deeper level. Mm. I like that. And, and you made a great point about, you know, the degree to which people are holding on for a sense of control. And I think that, you know, you can have in my this is my view. I think you can have a belief system, but I also feel like you have to be fluid enough and and really you have to be honest enough and humble enough, you know, attach any adjective you want to be able to admit that perhaps that belief system might be wrong. Perhaps that belief system might be flawed. That's why I always say my allegiance is to the truth. You know, I have my religious viewpoints. I mean, I'm not really a religious guy in a sense. I have a personal relationship with with Christ. I've been very honest about that. But I also feel as if I mean, I've never really been. um, Well, I shouldn't say never, but for a very long time, I haven't been into organized religion, going to church or anything like that. For me, it's it's a personal relationship that, you know, I have an understanding, but I am also open to that understanding changing and, you know, and and ultimately shifting in as the truth presents itself, because I'm I'm fully in an alignment with you that we're living through a time right now of revelation, which really means to reveal to to uncover everything that's been hidden. And and I don't mean that really, I don't mean that in a religious biblical sense, I just mean in in the terms of the great awakening, everything that's being revealed, all of this truth that's being revealed. And I think that Following that, having the courage to follow that um, is very important. I think a lot of people out there are uh, nervous about who to believe, who to trust. They're afraid that they're being deceived. And I think a lot of people, you know, just to be fair, kind of cling to those belief systems because they've been in in a lot of ways conditioned uh, to fear anything outside of that belief system. And with all of the deception that's going on in the world right now, I think there's a, there's a legitimate healthy fear that people are afraid. They're, they're hearing all these different narratives. They don't know who to believe. They don't know who's telling the truth. And so at the end of the day, they just, you know, a lot of folks, they, they throw up their hands and say, you know what, I'm not going to try to decipher all that. You know, I'm going to just, you know, kind of dig my heels into what I've always believed. Now, I don't think that that's the right path. I think that we have to be, you know, we have to show up. We have to, decipher everything together we have to you know go on this journey together but you don't necessarily have to as they say you know like toss the throw the baby out with the bathwater. Uh, that's that's my viewpoint on it you know and and you know we can agree to disagree on that but certainly i think that uh i think in principle fundamentally we we're both aligned in the sense that we 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 both follow the truth wherever it's going to lead well let me say this to uh further confuse the the viewers okay i love christ I love Christ consciousness. I love God. 
but my God and my vision of Christ is completely different than, than the one most people profess to believe in. So this is where we part ways. Okay. Well, not you and I necessarily. I mean, I'm not, not I'm not talking about you personally. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking yeah. about the audience. Okay. Right. So I'm talking about, in other words, I, people, I see people posting, oh, she doesn't believe in God or, oh, she doesn't believe in Christ. That's not true. Actually, I do. More um, the dogma that you're- I believe in the avatar Christ and in Christ's consciousness, which is what is coming to the earth at this time. And that I am, in essence, promoting Christ consciousness. But it's it's real Christ consciousness. And it's not, de- you know, dependent on these old men who decided to build a religion to force you on your knees to obey certain laws and and so on and a, and a Catholic church that is obviously run by reptilians. I mean, in other I, words, I question everything, but yeah. I do not have a problem with love and the love of Christ and talking to Christ or God. But God is the God of everything. So I don't I don't have a partition in my universe that says light, dark, get rid of, you know, Satan is sitting on a a mountain somewhere taunting God. You know, I'm glad you actually clarified that, because I think probably a lot of people out there, uh, you know, would be interested to hear Christ, Buddha, you know. Not mm-hmm. so much Mohammed. I think that's a questionable avatar in my view, <laughs> which will drive some Arabs crazy. Uh, but I can certainly say the God of these Israelis, this vindictive God, that <laughs> that's not God. You know, that's either an Anunnaki, which is part reptilian or a full blood reptilian being. And I'm not following those people. Well, there's a reason why so many people out there, even not even just people in our community, but really just in the in the population at large, there's a reason why so many people out there, you know, they're indoctrinated with organized religion, organized religious. But it's a control mechanism. And they walk away. Most people are walking away from it. I I think even politics is a control mechanism. All right. Left, right. All this stuff, you know, let's just, you know, Let's be human. I agree. And and try to give as much love to each other as we can and enlightenment, et cetera. Absolutely. And uh, cross these barriers. Get, you know, get rid of the fences. Get rid of the rules and regulations. Fair enough. Fair enough. And it is true that we do need sovereignty of countries, but only in a certain way, because eventually we're going to have to be unified to deal with the off-planet races. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree. Well, let me pivot here because I wanted to get your your take on uh, this whole Mike Gill, uh, the the individual who was involved in that car And you posted something very interesting. Your thoughts on that were very interesting to me. I thought it would be great if you could share that with the audience. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know where I'm going with it anyway. So go ahead and break it down. I wrote it. I put it in writing. Um, and I don't know. You know, if you want to read it, it's kind of pretty succinct. Um, but I don't have see it right in front of me, it, but I'll just see if I can paraphrase. pull it on telegram. Hold on a minute. Um, okay. So the idea here is that, um, that this is how the Illuminati work and this is how they think. And I actually sent this message to Juan. I'm assuming that Juan and, you know, Trump know how to read all of the signs and signals and dastardly deeds that the dark side does. Uh-oh, what's going on? Okay. You wow. see that? 
Is that yes. that's supposed yes, to yes, yes, that's it. So it so if you wanna why don't you read it and then maybe we sure. can talk about it more. Okay, so the post says uh, the death of Mike Gill, who worked in the Trump administration, regarding the perplexing death of Mike Gill, who worked for Trump versus the Mike Gill we've been dealing with, a whistleblower. Juan and Trump will no doubt have understood the message sent by the dark magicians in this death. This is the way the Illuminati work. It is a different guy. This will be a warning to the Mike Gill we've been dealing with, a subliminal message that Mike Gill may get consciously or or unconsciously, excuse me, that death is coming and a message to Trump not to reveal the the Mike Gill info to the people or death will be the consequence. The Illuminati dark magicians use doubles, triples, multiples. When John Mack died, according to a friend of mine who was close to him, several other John Macks in the UK also died on that same day. That's yeah, that's just an example. So in other words, this as far as I'm concerned, this is a clear warning from the Illuminati to Trump and to Mike Gill um, that that's how they're going to deal with uh, the situation. And they don't care. They have no, you know, um, nothing holds them back from killing people in order to make a point. And that's important. I mean, that, you know, this will be taken seriously. This is, uh, you know, have you heard Mike actually talk about this, because I'd be very interested to hear his his Mike reaction. Gill. No, yeah, no, I, Gill, I yeah. haven't. The I'm only not thing that he's touched. clarified is that it's not him. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, all right. In terms of uh, how he might. It's not an accident, but these things that that go on in our lives are not accidents. They're planned. Most most of everything we're seeing is is planned by certain groups. Whether they are successful is another matter, but they will. You can see the hand of planning behind the scenes if you Mm -hmm. look deep enough. Mm -hmm. Okay, absolutely. Well, you know, it'd be it'd be really interesting to. to hear his commentary on that. I'm I'm actually curious just to to just to pick your brain on a couple more topics and then we can sort of wind this thing down. Now there's been a lot of discussion about Tucker Carlson being in Russia and uh being there for the reason or for the purpose of interviewing Vladimir Putin. And you mentioned what Juan had talked about and this uh you know Valentine's Day massacre about all this information, this damning information coming out presumably about the election. Uh, but it's it could also include things perhaps that they found in Ukraine, biolab information, money laundering. There's a there's a whole myriad of things that it that it could be. Um, but this uh, when I heard that he was going to be in Russia, that he actually is in Russia and that he might be doing this interview with Putin. All of a sudden, I started getting all of these crazy ideas like, oh, gee, I wonder if he's going to go down this road. What, what are they going to reveal and so forth? Uh, but it's very interesting. And, and could there be a connection between what Juan's talking about? The timing is you know, somewhat aligned. Here we are. It's February 5th. Valentine's Day is what? Next week. Uh, any thoughts? Do you think that uh, something might be going on there with Putin uh, getting emboldened to perhaps disclose some information to the most famous journalist in the world and uh, what could what could potentially happen if he does? Well, I'm not so sure. I, I do think that there this um, it's like a lot of things that go on. Right. It's kind of like showing rather than telling. And there is a um, an opportunity, I think, here that perhaps let's say Tucker might be on not only his own quest because he's been learning all along the way. Right. 
he started out in one place and he's moved way over, at least more to the right, to the right side of things. And he's in the in the process, he is exploring the various um, areas where lies have been told. And Putin is arguably one of the most misunderstood individuals on the planet, especially by what we call in the United States, the Democrat side. Um, he's been turned into like the bad guy when in fact, I think what he's been doing is as even Juan has said, he's been defending his own country and that it actually was, you know, the, uh, it was, what do they call it? Um, a NATO that uh, basically taunted Putin into the position he ended up taking by putting missiles right on his border. And that, you know, that was a blatant sign, just as the missiles China is putting, by the way, in our in Cuba right now, just like back in the days of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Back in those days, it was Russia that was doing that. So when you see this one country ta taunting another and right now, my understanding is that the United States is going in and maybe bombing some targets in Syria and again in Iraq, of all places. Yeah, because they don't want to hit Iran, because I don't think they're going to hit Iran. Do you? That's, I, well, I don't know. I don't want to derail you, but yeah, I, I, I know. But this is what I'm saying is that these these moves, OK, they're moves. They're like, again, move, they're side moves as opposed to direct. Right. So yeah. when you're trying to deal with um, sort of uh, unpredictable enemy, going at them head on is not necessarily the greatest approach. Right. So you you go sideways. And one of the things that we may be preparing for is whatever standoff this eventually emerges, this visit of uh, Tucker with Putin maybe setting a backdrop that could be used at a later time when people need to understand more about the man, so to speak, and um, arguably, you know, this incarnation or this, you know, version of Putin, nonetheless. Yeah, I heard uh, he replaced back in 2015, if I remember. The yes, year, but, yeah. but I think he's been replaced again recently. Oh, OK, uh, so in other words, we're we're really dealing with uh, a human with consciousness who has worked in our to our benefit in some ways because the Democrats don't want to admit it, but we have been fighting Nazis in Ukraine. And maybe this is also a propaganda trip to start to propagandize the left to understand that what we're dealing with in Ukraine is the same thing we dealt with in World War II, which is Nazis and Nazism and, you know, the Khazarian philosophy of life and all of that. And, and that it's insane for us to send them money. <laughs> it's like in world war two, we fought the Nazis. Oh, now know. we send them money. Okay. You wrap hey. your mind around that. It's just like so insane. And coming, but you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible and it could be a historic event if this actually does come to pass, because when you think about it, it's not as if other world leaders like Putin haven't been interviewed by Western press, but it's never been in a uncontrolled, un sequestered kind of environment like with Tucker Carlson. He can I mean, he's presumably from what I can see is independent 
and he can post whatever he wants. He can talk about whatever he wants. I don't know if you yes, have. Yes, but he he that. is definitely working on behalf of the White Hats at this yeah, time. Right. As far I, as I totally concerned. agree. So for him to be able to have to give the entire, I guess you could say, conservative base in America a direct conversation with Vladimir Putin without yes. all the spin, without all the nonsense. I mean, that in and of itself could could just be seismic in terms of red pilling the population about what's really. And important. in many ways, Tucker represents every man. Okay, that's one of his kind of key attractive uh, qualities. All right. That he speaks in the language of every man so that for America, again, we're building into a narrative where this information and this meeting, you know, will absolutely look um, in a sense like a, a predestined moment to towards a plan that, of dealing with this ultimate um, situation that that may come to loggerheads in some form or fashion in a way that we haven't actually know. We don't know. We don't know how it's going to play out. We don't know how how far they're going to push Iran. And when you push Iran, you're pushing China. OK. And I've said this several times. It's, it, that's very understood. And a lot of people tend to think that Russia is on the side of China and Iran. And I disagree. Really? According to the information that I have, and some of it is also based on what's called the Henoch prophecies that go back to Billy Meyer in the Pleiadians, where they said this there would be a war in the future, but Russia would start out on the side of what appeared to be China and Iran and would change sides and be with the U.S. I think they've always been with the U.S., to be honest. I think we're, we're partners in the secret space program. And that uh, a lot of the the things that we we used to be at loggerheads about are, are have gone by the wayside, and especially when it comes to fighting the Nazis in Ukraine. Mm. So so I think it's it's poss very possible that you know this is a diplomatic uh, voyage on the on uh, behalf of Tr of Tucker and the White Hats could easily have set him up to it. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, you know, I mean, the uh, the existence of the BRICS could complicate that pretty significantly if that was the direction it was going to go. If we were going to see a split between Russia and China uh, eventually, because it doesn't seem like it's moving in that direction. But then again, nothing is what it seems. I I, I will readily admit that. Uh, so, OK, so I, I kind of wanted to wind this down. But, the you know, the other big news that I figured I would just ask you about. I mean, we did we did mention the UK a little bit earlier, getting a lot more involved in the Middle East. And um, there's been a lot of strange happenings, I think, in, in terms of the uh, the royal family lately uh, being <laughs> to kind of taken out of public view. I mean, obviously, there was the death about the, the, the Queen's death, which was a major marker back at the time. You remember we discussed that. I mean, everybody was talking about that. That was huge news as a uh, as an indication that we'd reached a certain phase in this operation. And now we've got, uh, you know, several members of the royal family sort of been taken out of the public view we had the Epstein document release. We already knew about Prince Andrew, but uh, what that did was really just kind of underscore and uh, you know essentially prove everything that we already knew about him. And then uh, it was just announced that King Charles has cancer. So uh, it, very interesting what's going on over there. Do you have any thoughts on perhaps what's what's being set up? Are they getting ready for some, some major disclosure? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I was talking to Tony Gosling about this, and since he's a Brit, he didn't want to take on board my theories about 
Prince Charles or King Charles. And I have seen this, you know, this is a lot of this is my intuition talking. So I see Charles as never wanting to be king. On the contrary, that he actually had already abdicated behind the scenes. He, he made certain signals during the time when he was supposed to be sworn in as king that even arguably could go back and, and experts in this have have detected certain things like the stone of I don't know what they call it, the special stone that was not the right one that he was actually, you know, that they couldn't find it they stole it and he wasn't using that stone to be you know sworn in or however they do yeah that the ceremony the coronation yeah and right. i think that charles uh he actually said he, he wanted to uh do what did he say he said he wanted to do humanitarian work yes that's what he said then when they when she first died and he was going to supposedly be king mm-hmm. and then on top of it i think that prince william it has already been crowned king i think charles is highly um i think the real police uh chief is saying that charles is dead so this would be a clone um and uh so i think that this is just a dog and pony show you know for the populace to get them used to the idea that charles is not going to be king he's not i don't think he's king uh wano savin did a great presentation on this um he's done it online but he's also did it in person at the patriot um not the it's called the um reckoning festival in texas i wasn't there but a good friend of mine was and he said all the things that i already know about this because i knew a long time ago that basically now there's more than one antichrist but william is one of them and juan explains how he he his uh in terms of bloodlines william's particularly William encompasses all the 13 bloodlines to the exact yeah, amount, that. you know, that yeah, and he was conceived at exactly the right moment. Under and, the- and that he is by contract from what I understand that goes way back King of Israel. So this is a whole scenario going to be played out it has to do with the dome of the rock, the dis- supposed destruction that could take place there the movement of Turkey and their troops all into this area. Once again, even like the going back to the days of Lawrence of Arabia mm. and then Cameron, Fa- Cameron Faley, one of my very good whistleblowers who has worked for the city of London forever. His family worked for them forever. He's, he was Kurdish. He is Kurdish. And he basically talked about this time when the Mahdi, what's called the Mahdi would come forward I don't know which um, person is, I mean, the Turkish, um, I don't know, prime minister or whatever he calls himself, uh, considers himself the Mahdi, but he's not probably the Mahdi. But there's supposed to be a peacemaker in the, on the Arab side called the Mahdi, who makes peace with what might be the Antichrist, which is basically William on our side, uh, the, the Christ, so-called Christian side, Uh and this we're not there yet, but this is a drama that's supposed to take place. OK, and it's written into the Bible and, you know, whatever. So you buy into is. this. Is is this this paradigm about the two different sides of the cabal, the light side and the dark side? I mean, is that a no. lot? Of, a lot of people are talking about that. I don't I don't personally buy into that, but I was just I was just curious what your thoughts were on that. 
Cause no, but there is, I mean, if you go back to the days of the band Beerish, uh, there is a cabal that involves uh, Satanism and blood drinking that the other side of the cabal does not um, go along with. Okay. If that's what you mean, I don't know. Yeah, but well, that's kind of along those lines, but it, going much farther than that, a lot of individuals are saying that, you know, these two sides are warring with each other and, you know, it, it, it just, to me, it just doesn't resonate. Well, why would evil go? No, I think you itself? might be getting confused where they think, they think the black sun, they think Trump, it's Trump's side is the black sun side. Well, that, yeah. Well, that's a whole other, you know, that's a All whole right, other. So, but, you know. But, yeah. Okay. All right. I well, don't think they curious. get it. I don't think they understand. Um, you know, a lot of people get really stuck in the past. They can't, again, their minds can't seem to be fluid at this time to take what's happening and what's going to be happening on board. They want to keep going back and back and back and lock it in there. That's That helps them. That makes them feel secure, safe yeah. and secure. Yeah. Security, control, all of those things, I think, are, you know, they're they're important human instincts on one level, but they're also huge impediments to awakening. And I think that's what a lot of people are dealing with, that struggle of breaking down those walls and being willing. And that's why I think we need this press at this moment. We can kind of put an end cap on it here. But, um, you know, this scare event, this the precipice, I think that's re really what it's all about. It's about the willingness to change. That's so much of what uh, I mean, Q, Q literally said that in the post, but that's really so much of what we've been talking about tonight in various different contexts. So always a great conversation, Carrie. Was there anything uh, that you wanted to mention tonight that we didn't get to? I think we covered a lot of subjects we we normally do. Uh, but anything you want to mention, any, uh, you know, parting words, anything uh, that uh, we didn't touch upon? Well, I do want to say that this current um, sort of whistleblower testimony that I've just gotten about the White Hats shooting the missile into the Pentagon, um, that that testimony, however I can put it out there, and, you know, it may never get like the substantiation it needs since the person who originally made it passed on. I don't know that the White Hats are willing to reveal that their past you know, it's one thing we're just trying to get the EBS now. Right? Right, right. But we don't know what they were doing all these years and what operations they've been involved in behind the scenes that they've turned one way or another, et cetera. So yeah. but I think it's very interesting. The reason it matters to me is because it it highlights the split in our military that was there then. That's there now. And that we is going to play out in a huge way the further we go into the future. That we are this civil war, they call it a it is a civil war, but it's a civil war with between our military, within our military. And those sides cannot come together. And it is reflected in, you know, in the political scene and so the other layers, right? But so the this is worth looking at is worth looking at how militaries can conduct themselves when they supposedly represent a nation, but you've got a complete split in their consciousness as to what they see as what they want for the future of that nation. And mm -hmm. the ones who are going to align themselves with the UN and the new world order are operational right now. Okay. And we are going to be fighting them for a while, I believe. So it's even though that, you know, Trump comes to into office, so and so that's not the end of the fight. 
This is an ongoing issue. And and actually, it goes back to World War II and the Nazis. It goes back to how do you control or do you want to control all of planet Earth and, and, and beings that want to control us to have complete control of every aspect of our lives and that we have collaborators in our midst that have that same perspective. And during COVID, it became completely obvious that these people didn't care what you wanted to do with your body. Your body belonged to the state and they could shoot you up with whatever they want. And that included a good part of our military. This is absolutely, it's, it's not a hypothetical. It is so important. It's really a life, death, matter in the end of the day. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I think you and I are still both in agreement, though, that we, we do make it through this to the other side, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Okay. And we still win this war. I think we're both, uh, and, you know, we, we may win have- an aspect of the war, but the war continues. Uh, this this is not going to be over so quickly because we also have various off-planet races who want to take us over, control us, and so on and so forth. All right. Well, the saga continues. And we'll be tracking it uh, every step of the way, or at least we'll be doing our very best. So Carrie Cassidy, ladies and gentlemen, projectcamelotportal.com. She's absolutely amazing. Price of a latte, and you get quite an education there. Uh, you're also on Rumble. And uh, where else are your videos? You're on Odyssey. On BitChute and Odyssey. BitChute and Odyssey. Okay. And, of course, you're on Telegram and True Social as well. So uh, Carrie Cassidy, like and I Twitter. said – and Twitter uh, X. Yeah, I'm actually starting to kind of veer into that a little bit, but uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody out there for listening. We had a really nice audience. Uh, I think there's, you know, at least, at least a few thousand people have been watching us tonight. So thank you everyone. We really do appreciate it. We'll be back. I'll be back soon with another report. And until then, God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out.